What is up, gamers? Hold on to your headsets for a new episode of This Week in Esports, the one and only podcast made by esports fans for esports fans. This week, we are talking about casters becoming coaches, casters crushing on each other, and apparently teams from the Big Apple want the spotlight, so we are here shining that light their way. Tune in and don't miss out on what's happening this week in esports. Woo! What's up, Palmer? What is up? What is up? How are we? Number nine? Number nine. We're almost, we're almost to double digits. We're almost to ten, my guy. We're almost to we're the age Zelo is. So, Let's get it. So old. So old. I know. I know. They grow, they grow up so fast. Oh. <laughs> I remember I remember his, their fifth birthday like it was yesterday. I know. Like it was the four weeks ago. God. Couldn't <laughs> be. Alrighty. Alrighty. Well... Let's start with some CDL news, Call of Duty news happening As this we week. Do. As so we much do. so much has happened in esports this mm -hmm. week, I might add. But let's start with Call of Duty and we'll make our way down. So much is happening in Call of Duty, Valor, and Halo. We'll get to it. So starting off with Call of Duty, uh gotta mention Kleenex tested positive before a match with FaZe, went yep. home and still played. And fried. Yeah. It was amazing, but I'm, it's still yeah. lost. Still lost. It was a hard 3-2 loss. Could have won it. Was close. Still lost. And I mean, like, the, yeah, they played great. And they're playing against FaZe. I mean, this Toronto yeah. team is still looking very solid. But kudos to Kleenex. Listen, I had yeah. COVID in January. And even though it was my second time having it, like, it, it kicks your butt still. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I haven't heard anything about how much he was feeling it or not. But kudos because he was he was still playing at a very high level against one of the best teams in the game oh yeah it's i can't say enough about kleenex he's just a god character and mm -hmm. he went out tested positive said all right i'll see you guys in a second i'm going home social distance very considerate Huge. went home fired up the old pc and started playing immediately love that guy shout out to him shout out to kleenex for doing it right yeah. i've checked yeah. his twitter he is down bad now. He is. Is he? He is bedridden. So. Oof. Uh, hopes and prayers and wishes to Kleenex. But he grabbed every ounce of energy for that for that yeah. game against him. Yeah. Huge, huge. Hope he gets better. Yeah, I think I I hope he gets better before the major for sure. Yeah, I mean I should be far enough out where he's yeah. fine for for the major, but I guess um, you know barring barring some COVID complications, but we we pray that that doesn't happen. Yeah, we have to wait on that, but we'll see. Uh, we'll keep you updated if that happens. Uh, also want to mention, we will be at the Minnesota Major. We will be. We will be. So, lots of content coming your way from the Major. Lots of interviews, vlogs, random TikToks, all sorts of things are coming your way from the This Week in Esports podcast, but back into the news. Uh, the CDL leaked that Clayster was benched. Yep. Um, gotta be honest. So I was watching. I didn't. I wasn't watching um this match, and so I was seeing it all over Twitter, and people kept talking about like they leaked it, they did this, they did that. So mm -hmm. not having watched it live, but just seeing it on Twitter. I was like, my first impression was that they had made a mistake and they didn't mean to do it, which wasn't the case. 
Yeah. They, like, purposefully just decided to break the news. I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on with the CDL, and I mean, I get it, you you want more eyes on, so you'll do whatever it takes, but this was just kind of weird and slightly disrespectful to the, to Clacer and, like, what he's built and what he's done to Call of Duty, and, like, to treat him like that and be like, oh, yeah, we're just gonna announce it before anyone, before Clayster can even say anything. Like, it's it's pretty harsh. It is, and I I reacted very strongly on the side of Clayster and New York Subliners immediately after it. Um, but I do see the other side of it. It was basically... Like, the news was basically already broke. Mm-hmm. There were multiple leaks from Clayster. We, like... Whenever there's Yeah, we even joked at- about it. Yeah, like everybody yeah, we talked knows. About last week. Now, granted, people did think that Paul X was replacing Neptune instead, which, like, Neptune was supposed to get replaced, which we'll talk about in a second. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I do think it was slightly disrespectful to Clayster, and I mean, the CDL is basically just trying to. It's hard because the CDL is trying to be like the news team while also being the league. So, like, it's this fine line that you have to toe of, like... I think it's weirder for them to do it, not because of Clayster, but because they didn't even let the New York Subliners announce it yet, and, like, that team paid to be in their league. So, like, they're in a gray area where they're trying to be a media source while also being the league because there aren't a whole ton of third-party media sources. There are great Twitters like CDL Intel and things like that, but... You know, they still aren't on the cutting. They don't know things before the CDL does. But at the same time, I mean, I get why Clayster feels re- disrespected. Yeah. He, d- But then again, he's on stream. He knows streams are live, and he's sitting here before the news is announced saying, why would I ever play Vanguard again? And then he tweets out today a picture of him being, in, I think, the top 15 in the ranked uh top like 250 he was in the top 15 he goes and he like quoted it like uh yeah he hates this game so much which like to me sounded like he was trying to say that people were like making up this narrative that he hated the game when he's openly been saying he hates the game so i don't know it's like it could have easily been avoided if the CDL would have just waited until the next day because New York Subliners didn't even play that that day. Yeah. So if they would have just waited, because they released it on Friday before any of the matches. New York played on Saturday, and so if they would have just waited till Saturday pre-match, then they would have had the go-ahead to announce it because if the Subliners didn't announce it pre-match and then Paul X is in it, people would be like, what's going on? So like, then... CDL would have had to announce it. Yeah. So it I think is they weird just, that they, they did it. It was a view but... grab. It was definitely which I to get. get viewers. Yeah. I get. I think it's more disrespectful to the New York subliners. Nothing against Clayster. I love Clayster. However, since the news, like he's been all over the place. Yeah. As if he wasn't the one that leaked that he was getting dropped anyways. So it's like, I think it's more disrespectful towards the team than Clayster specifically. Yeah. But we'll see, and maybe, like, the team was like, yeah, whatever, say it. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing, is that's a dialogue that we will never get to hear. Yeah, we're not going to know know what what happened, yeah. What went down, so that's, 
that's also the kind of thing where I kind of I reacted immediately and then after I watched it back I was like there's probably more to this yeah so we'll see um I think next is so Clayster did speak out about him mm -hmm. getting benched wearing a hundred thieves shirt I might add on top of that which I think is a is a is a grab is like a nod at them a little bit he also talked about how he's willing and open to be on other teams which means what we talked about last week of having uh if he's gonna try and try to go to another team or if he's just done with vanguard complete now we know mm -hmm. that he is trying his hardest and damnedest to be on another team like i said i, I don't think it's in his blood even if he did hate the game he hasn't missed a call of duty since I mean, when he started back in, mm -hmm. what, BO2 or Ghost? I can't remember exactly when he entered the scene. Like, he hasn't missed a Call of Duty, so... Yeah. M makes sense to me. Um, the 100 Thieves, I know people are trying to start that... Not rumor, but trying to say that it might be a nod to them. I think that's a reach. I mean, 100 Thieves are the biggest, you know, eSports clothing brand, especially in the CDL. Yeah. Uh, hoodie like selling org. <laughs> it, it's kind of like if he was wearing a Supreme hoodie. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Like. Yeah, they so probably sent I, them that to him for free anyway, the same way they did them. for Aches. Yeah. Well, I just don't see them getting rid of Octane, and that's who they would get rid of. Yeah. For There's no way. So, I don't. They're not yeah, getting they're rid of anybody. But, yeah. So. That's not happening. As I'm rocking the hundred T jersey. You yeah. Can tell that I'm passionate about it. <laughs> and now to what I like was super interested in. I know you yep. talked about it on TikTok before. But yep. Havoc was originally supposed to be in that roster mm -hmm. with Paul X and Crim6 and Hydra. He was supposed to replace Neptune. But the thing is, he uh, declined that offer. And everyone's saying that he was an idiot. Everyone's saying, like, the flank took it really harsh on him, especially Aches. But he went on Twitter and made a twit longer and made a gigantic statement. Um, you don't have to read it because I read it all and here are the kind of the takeaways I've gotten from it. Mm -hmm. So basically New York came to him as they should and said they they're, they want to make a two man change. Which now where's that second man? Who is it going to be? It's probably Neptune. But we'll see. Oh yeah, it definitely was. But he was thinking it was Clayster and Hydra were going to stay. That mm -hmm. was what was in his head. I don't know if that's just he just assumed that or if they told him that was the plan. But besides that, we know that he knew there was going to be a two-man change. He really wanted Kismet in there. And he wanted himself, Clay, Kismet, and Hydra as a team. Which, honestly, sounds like a deadly team. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But what happened there is... They decided not to go with Kismet and go with Paul X. And Paul X has been slandering Havoc this t entire season, saying that he's cheating. So why would Havoc want to go to a team with a guy who's not he's not cool with? One. So I get that. But besides, like, bothering and everything, he really wanted Kismet because they mesh well together. If it's perfectly in a crim six spot, he like it just works out more, and he doesn't have any 
bad blood with Crimsix. He's not trying to kick Crimsix out of his team. But it, he just knows that they wouldn't mesh well together in a competitive mm-hmm. environment. Which, I mean, it's hard to mesh with Crimsix, I'll tell you that. 100%. Yeah. But he... So that was his reasoning, and then on top of that, he wanted to talk about the flank and how they handled it. They did not ask mm-hmm. him to be on the show. They didn't talk to him at all and saying that he might as well retire because he declined this offer, which I think is, I get it. They're trying to give hot takes, but have the dude, you know you can have the guy on the show. You know Havoc will say yes to that. So yeah. more eyes on him. Yes, he'd say yes to that. So why was especially in that case, like, because I I believe it was Zinny and Aches that were really coming down hard on him, and yeah. Zinny said he's like, because Aches was calling Havoc a moron and saying that he should retire. Yeah. And Zinny said, I'm not gonna call Havoc a moron. He goes, I think that your decision was moronic. I don't think it was the correct decision. I think you're dumb for not taking it. But I'm not gonna call him a moron. So Zinny at least was still trying to be respectful for it. I totally get that Aches, you know, is the hot takes man, and that's what he's always been in Call of Duty. Yeah. But I do agree Havoc in the statement says, like, the flank has a really big influence over the Call of Duty scene right right now. Like, they are the number one show in the Call of Duty scene. (laughs) Besides River Sweep? All right, yeah. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I don't. I don't know if Reverse Sweep is taking hot takes like this, which they did talk. They touched on it a little bit. Um, I mean, I, we can go back to the censor hot take on Reverse Sweep, but yeah. We can. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but but I mean, it just. I think in the heat of the moment, Aix was coming down on him. It was really harsh, though. I think yeah. that if the flank is going to keep doing what they're doing, they have to at least respect the players a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the cod. I mean, also, like, that's just not the COD ecosystem. I mean, Call of Duty players have always been egotistical and shit on each other. Yeah, it's just how But it overall, overall, I just want to ask of what your opinion is on. Like, what your opinion on Havoc's decision is. I think it's... Honestly, I think it's a smart decision. I think he made a really smart decision for his case. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. They've switched up that roster already. With uh, who they switch Neptune for? Royalty. Royalty. Royalty's a good player. Mm-hmm. Roy- Royalty is a great player. And he and he looked like shit going into NYSL. I think it's that team. It does not mesh well. It does not work well right now. And I understand why Hydra wouldn't or or Hydra Havoc. Havoc why Havoc wouldn't want to be on that roster the way it is. And especially with somebody, like, you, you're you gonna, you you know you're not meshing well with Crim6. You're not really gonna be friends with Hydra right off the bat. Because dude barely speaks English. Mm-hmm. Third, Paul X has been calling you a cheater this entire time, and now you have to go play with him? Like, that just is a mixture of, he's gonna get on NYSL, they're going to do bad. They're going to drop him. He's back on Texas Nation. People think he sucks. And and he's stuck there. So I get his decision to be like, actually, I'm going to wait for a better team that I can mesh well with, that I can play with really good. And he said, right now, Texas Nation is that team. He plays with them amazingly. Mm-hmm. And 
you never know where it can end up or where it can lead. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I did make like a full TikTok on this, but I'll just kind of hit the keynotes of like mm. how I feel about this because I feel like the argument for that most of the pro players are making against Havoc, and yeah. granted, I'm not a pro player. They're they're in the scene. I'm not really. To me, their biggest argument is you're getting offered a paycheck. Why would you not take it? You're mm. getting offered a pro slot. Everybody in Challengers wants a pro slot. Why would you not take it? And you aren't going to get many other opportunities. So why would you not take it? Mm -hmm. However, Havoc has been a pro player for seven years. He was on a CDL team for the past two years, and he was on a great BO4 Gen G team the year before in the CWL. Everybody knows he's a good player. He's been going off in Challengers this year. I think it is a very professional decision for him to say, listen, I don't think I could get along with Paul X. I don't think I could get along with Crim6. And it's not because, like, Havoc is, you know, Havoc is not a personality type that would come in and just mesh with anybody. He has a strong personality, so he needs the right team around him. And so... I think it's professional to not walk into a team and then make it toxic if you don't think you can be professional. And Aix uses the example, what, you can't put those things aside to play with a guy? But Aix was one of the most toxic people in Call of Duty history, so like that's a moot point from him. Yeah. I will agree because there's been a lot of talk about how Havoc you know, came into NYSL and said that he wanted Kismet and he was pushing to get his teammates on that team. And I agree with the pros when they say, you know, that's not Havoc's position. He doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the upper hand in order to come in and start making demands. So if Havoc did indeed do that, I do think that that's a little bit overstepping for him. Um, you know, he can't walk into this team. However, he claims that when he met with them, it was very open and apparent that they didn't really have a system. Yeah. So it could have also been like, hey, you know, our system works really well. If you bring in another guy with me, we can we can teach the other two guys the system. So I agree that tr you know trying to dictate who else is on the team is not your position to do so. However, I think it's professional not to walk into a toxic situation. And I think bottom line is, it's a risky decision. If Havoc goes, you know, doesn't take this and he goes back down to challengers and all of a sudden his season blows up and he starts playing poorly and Texas Nation starts losing every single match, which they're in the grand finals for the Elite Series 2 NA championship right now. So, like, that's not the case. Um, you know, then, yeah, Havoc's probably out of a job and probably will not get an opportunity. Yeah. However, I think the other side is of very it, smart. However, on the other side of it, if Havoc does go back to Texas Nation and continues to fry, the flank talks about it all the time. There are other roster changes being made this season, and that's a non-negotiable for some teams. I don't think this is going to be Havoc's last opportunity to be on a team because he's been in the CDL before. So yeah. I don't think other teams are going to hold this against him like some of the players think. Yeah, I think... What's either going to happen is Florida blows up its team or uh, 
LAG blows up blows up Sid's team. Like, I think it's either those two just take out three people immediately, and it's Clayster, Kismet, and Havoc on a team. Or you're going to have Havoc one way, Clayster another way, and just see where it goes from there, like a softer roster change. Yeah. But well, unless there's trades, which could get really sticky, I also could see if Seattle Surge decides to make a change, which yeah. I don't think they need to, but if they were to, I think they would end up getting rid of Mac, and I think Havoc could fit into that slot as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think it all depends on the major, which is going to be really fun to watch in person and to see who's going to make the roster change because their major was so bad. I mean, let's not lie. Like, Paris could still make a four-man roster change before champs this year. Oh, for sure. There's they no could way. absolutely blow yeah. up their entire roster before champs this year. Yeah. So, like, so many changes are going to be made. Yeah, the, there, there are definitely at least three teams that have the possibility of blowing up its entire roster. Yeah. Yeah. And that being, like, weird, but okay. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think that it was kind of very hateful towards Havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, I don't agree with everything that he did, but I do think that, you know, it's a risky decision. Bottom line, it's a risky call. If he thinks it's going to pay off, I wholeheartedly back him, and I, I hope he proves them all wrong. But at the end of the day, I think what all of the pros are just trying to say is it's a risky decision that they wouldn't have been willing to. Yeah, I know. I like if I was as cracked as Havoc, I'd be like, all right, let's go. Like, I wouldn't think two seconds on it, but I think he's the smart one making this decision, thinking things through, thinking it out. Like, not like I would have 100% jumped the gun. I would have been like, I'm a pro player now. See you guys. Like, bye. 100%. 100%. But he's he's smart in this, and I and I agree with him. I think he's a good player, and I think he'll know what to do and yeah shout out to Colt I I think people are looking at it as an immature decision because he like but I I actually think that it it takes a very mature person to bet on yourself like that yeah and it all depends on where it's coming from if it's coming from ego then it's not if it's coming from I want you know I want to be professional in whatever place I land then it's mature well only time will tell yeah, no, I want I 100% think that it is more mature solely because reading that twit longer, he's never like, "Oh, I'm too good for this." There's no kind no, of like no. text like that. It's more like, "Hey, I didn't think I would mesh well. I mm-hmm. said Kismet should join instead of Paul X." Mm-hmm. And Kismet was like their second choice. They decided to go with Paul X, so now I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you're. There's no way. Like, there's bad blood between them, and you're gonna try to make them have chemistry. That's not gonna happen. There's gonna be like, and then on top of that, Crimsix yelling in their ear. Yeah. It's 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 not good, and he knows it, and I think he's very mature for realizing that and declining. I I will say that there are rumors that havoc. Like I said, he has a big personality, and so there were some rumors that Havoc was butting heads with some of his Florida teammates last year, and that's one of the reasons that he was sent to the bench slash back to challengers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the guy personally, so I only you know talk on what I see on social media, but 
I agree with you. I think I'm I'm leaning towards more mature than it is ego. Yeah, we're just gonna have to see. Yep. But I I think there's gonna be a whole roster mania after major two. It's hundred percent the same teams Going that into were doing All-Star bad. Weekend, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll see. All right. Now ne- next is methods and alley cat. This was. Twitter was going off. I was going off on Twitter. It was. Can you feel the love tonight? Sorry. <laughs> nice voice. You have an amazing voice. That's great. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah. But the, it's so funny. Like, how are you going to leave your boy and then be cheesing live, caught in 4K? Red face everything. And, like, it's just. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I didn't see it at all. I just saw Twitter all of a sudden blow up. Twi- yeah, no, I saw it live and I saw it Twitter. He was literally blow trending. Up. He was trending on Twitter. Z- Zinni was trending in the United States, not just in sports, in esports, in uh, the United States. They broke I- Twitter. Yeah. He's, th- everyone kept trying to mess with him, saying that he's fumbling the bag. But the entire time they were texting back and forth. So I think I think they're doing great. I think this is a great news for them. Zinni definitely loves the clout. Was looking at that chat, Absolutely. go wild. He Zinni plays the crowd with the best of them. And I mean, Ali can't like Ali just got the best clout in the world. Like she, I mm-hmm. follow her on Twitch. Like she was maxing out at like eight hundred viewers. Yeah. She went up to 2K in an hour. 2,000 viewers in an hour. Dude, people love this shit. And they're definitely going to do it again. Yeah, it was a a big, big viewing day for Call of Duty Twitch. Yeah, no, wait. I got to show this real quick. In the meantime, having challengers on in the background. Like, it really was great for all all parties of the CDL. Oh, yeah. Slash Call of Duty. Got to move this over here. Look Look at at this. Look at that. Look at Look this. Look at those two. I don't miss my shots. And it's like, twi- Twitter fame, 250K tweets about Zinni and Allie. Chemistry, 99 out of 100. Trolling, 85 out of 100. Because there's like, we don't know if they're trolling or not. Oh, my God. There's a little bit that's like, oh, are they trolling? And then casting, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see the casting? No. Oh my goodness, dude. Was it the, bad? Oh. So they were casting the Challengers match, right? And yep. then all of a sudden, fucking, I can't even speak. It's so funny. Z, like, Zinni's sucking horribly. Like, he <laughs> sucks at, like, uh, trying trying to cast. But yep. then Allie, it, then it goes to Allie's turn, and Allie's Knocking it out of the water, dude. Really? She's amazing. I, she's great at what she does. Yeah, like uh, like the best, like caster I've ever heard. Like, why isn't she casting instead of an analyst? I don't know. Well, I mean, like she was, she was casting. She gets last more FaceTime as an analyst, I guess. She does get more FaceTime. Also, like the casters that they brought up from Challengers were yeah. already a duo. From my uh understanding yeah lando and uh no not lando and study the other guy oh. um what's his name like tune and something like that oh 
I, um, can't, I can't remember. I think they were a duo in Challengers, so that might also be a thing of, like, Allie's duo didn't come up, and so they didn't really want to stick her with a random person. Who knows? Yeah, yeah I mean, she looks great. I think it she's was doing awesome. great on the desk. I think they brought her up solely because, um, what's her face? Quit and went to Halo. Lottie. Lottie. Which, yeah. at this point, I don't know if it was a great decision or not. We'll see. I mean, it depends on what kind of bag Lottie got. Yeah. Also, Lottie now gets to, like, talk about her her fiancé all the time, so that's great. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah, next up, I just want to say again, tickets are sold out for the Minnesota Rocker Major, and we're going to be there. We so are watch out for lot that. A lot of fun content happening. Mm-hmm. So make sure. Not you sure tune if we're in. gonna have a podcast next week due to it, but we yeah. will. We'll keep you updated. Yeah, yeah, I think we can do another podcast next week, Wednesday. Mm, we leave I had Thursday. To, I had to switch into a ship, so I don't know. Oh, okay. So we'll see. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. A lot lot of stuff happening on the TikTok, um, and we'll be tweeting it out and stuff. So. Yes, sir. All right. Get it into Valorant. Roster Mania is happening this is in the lot. Valorant scene. So much has happened. Th- 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 this is a full page of stuff I put on our, our script for this week. I, I I got confused reading it. Walk me through it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So Wardell, one of the best players mm-hmm. in Valorant. Mm-hmm. TSM. It's... It's just a sad thing to see. So TSM's team for Valorant have decided they are all moving to Texas. Why? Because okay. central servers, better servers, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Wardell was like, I don't want to move. So because he doesn't want to move, he's out. No more. Wardell is now a free agent, which is insane. He's one of the best Valorant players in the world. So... It's insane that just because he doesn't want to move to Texas, they're kicking him out. So now, hold on to that thought. Wardell is leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go into 100 Thieves real quick. Okay. So 100 Thieves released its head coach and GM. They announced yep. a new GM and coach. The guy that we were talking about, I think, last week or two weeks ago, who is a caster that quit. And we were all like, why did he just randomly quit? He's the new head coach. Ah, it all comes full circle. Yeah. And then an hour before they announced who the new GM was, we find out that DDK has retired from casting after nine years of casting. Wow. Hour later, he's the new GM. So this was actually something that we talked about when we talked about why would that caster leave. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about how it could be for money's sake. And this DDK retirement might might support that claim. I mean, retiring from casting after nine years. Yeah. Nine years is a long time to join as the new GM. It could be because they just don't see casting as a fruitful, you know, a livable job at the moment. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, was some, it was something that we talked about, so I thought it was an— it, the DDK really was to me was like, oh, this could this could be something. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. So now, let's think about it. So now, we got a new head coach. Mm-hmm. We have a new GM. You know th- they've been making roster changes up and down and left and right. Stanny and Bang are still on temp contracts, so that means 
they might change the roster again. Yeah. Now, what did I just say earlier? Wardell's a free agent. One mm. of the best Valorant players. They have an opportunity here, if they don't fumble the bag, to get Wardell. So that's a big play here. They, they're also looking at Derek, also uh, on Rise Nation, kind of becoming a free agent in the near future. I think his contract is up. So I think Derek and Wardell are going to be top priority for 100 Thieves. Yeah, and I just saw that Hiko, I think, tweeted out and said, I think he tweeted out and just said, I have no idea what's happening with the roster. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people are asking him, like, yo, you getting Wardell? Like, what's going on? So, yeah. I he mean, that's a, you know, that's a player right there for Wardell of being able to make, he knows he's one of the best and being able to make the decision of like, I'm not going to uproot my life just to move to Texas because the team decided to. And I'm sure he's not even sweating it. Yeah. He knows fine. he'll get another spot in the league. Yeah. Oh my like, God. Like that's how you know you've made it. Yeah. So when you could be like, ah, no, I want to stay Good here. Good on him. Yeah. that It's insane. So yeah, that's what I want to get through with what's happening with the 100 Thieves and and Wardell. Now on to the crazy rebrand of Anbox. Anbox has now rebranded. This is super cool. Yeah, I really like this. So Anbox is the, lots of lots to go through with them. So Anbox rebranded to NYXL. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? NYSL? Mm. Ooh. So come in with so many more announcements than just a rebrand. Uh, NYXL intends to invest a high seven-figure amount to New wow. York City's gaming community over the next year, which is insane. So they're 100% in New York. They've renamed their name yeah. to New York. It's They're 100% in. They're staying in New York. They're building an XLHQ, a company headquarters, in Manhattan. So right in the heart of New York. So that's going to be really cool. They're also starting a YXL Young Creator Project where it's going to be basically a program to help young creators glow up and honestly find the next big thing. That's what they're trying to do, and they're going to help support them financially, which I think is really cool. This is is really cool to me, Mm -hmm. um, being someone like in the entertainment industry coming from an acting background and like trying to, you know, make it in that world i think that teaching i mean young kids are gonna try to become content creators Mm -hmm. you know anyways because that's just how the world is working like i feel like there are less people wanting to be actors and more people wanting to be content creators that's just kind of the way that the generations are moving yeah so i think that this is a really cool project from what i've heard not only to like help find the next big thing but also Teach them how to do it. Yeah. Teach them how to be like safe in that space. Yeah. Exactly. Like the the entertainment world is a very scary one to step into, and I mean we've seen it as actors. Like we've seen a lot of young kids their whole lives derailed because they've made it big. So I actually think that this could be a really cool kind of mentorship program as well because. Young kids are going to become content creators, but what we want to make sure is that they're doing it the, at, to the best of their ability and taking care of themselves at the end of the day. So I really love this project 
for that reason, I think that it could really help out. Yeah, I think it's going to be amazing for the city of New York and the youngsters of New York to see what, because there's so many creative people out of New York. And it's just, I can't wait to see who NYXL finds. And yeah, I'm just excited for their future and this uh, youth program. And I love that they're doing it. And I think more esports teams, more uh, like content teams should do. I mean, I can't believe... Like, FaZe have, the, like, the FaZe 5 and everything, but I can't believe they haven't yeah. started something like this. So, this is really good. Good on NYXL for this, and I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to it, so NYXL, a little backstory here. They have the Call of Duty roster NYSL, subliners. Mm-hmm. They had the Valorant team, formerly known as Anbox. They had a COD Mobile team, NS, or wow. NYSL. They were, they were the NYSL Mayhem. So now that's probably getting changed to NYXL Mayhem. And then I think this is why the name was changed. So okay. they renamed o- the Overwatch League the New York Elixir. So Excelsior. NY- oh, sorry. From what I'm reading. Yeah. Now I could be wrong. Maybe it autocorrected. Yeah. Didn't mean to correct you there. No, no, no. But it's fine. Either way, I'm dyslexic. Probably, okay. Yeah. Heard that. So... <laughs> Which is, which is how NYXL is kind of coming to life. So I think yeah, this is where it's going, and I love that this is the new rebrand. Yeah, super cool to see. Um, I mean, just super cool to see a full rebrand from a company who obviously, I mean, they have multiple leagues, yeah. and just for them to settle in one place um, and you know, a gaming community and uh, a headquarters and everything. I think it'll be great for the city of New York just in the in the gaming community. Yeah, I hope so. So we'll see Cause how... I, especially because right now you see it's really like Texas and L.A. are like the two main cities for it. Yeah. I and mean, I know that there's a lot of money coming out of New York, and I'm sure that a lot of orgs and companies have money coming from New York, but just going to be cool to have a main kind of staple staple player in the game there yeah no i am excited to see what they can do in new york i mean yeah like you said la and dallas have kind of been the main cities for Mm -hmm. esports and i think this is just a perfect trifecta of a west coast central and east coast type of locations and i think it's going to keep growing and i hope it happens in other cities but these are the main cities something needs to happen in chicago i'm telling you right now this yeah we need an esports team. We need like a full org here, but get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had one. We had one. Yeah, we had one, and they decided to go to Dallas. But it's fine. I mean, uh, it's cheaper. True, but God, and the weather's better. But God, I mean, we can damn. still we can keep finding positives if if you want to. Just, just like, come on, dude, Chicago, <laughs> stay. All right. Yeah. So, back on it. If you're not, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Optic. They uh, were originally in Chicago, or at least the Burbs, and they moved to Frisco, Texas, and I'm sad now. All right. <laughs> back to what's happening. There's a lot of um, benching as well. No new changes on who they're gonna pick up. But Ascend, 
who were the winners of last year's championship benched Bone Cold right mm. before uh, the new scene. So it's kind of what is my cat doing? Oh my god! All right. So <laughs> but so yeah, they bench Bone Cold, who helped them win last year. So kind of weird and just say they're looking for a new player don't even have anyone to replace him yet yeah that's super interesting very weird and then uh t1 bench uh seven i don't know who this guy is really but it's like the benching is insane we've got to send t1 wardell's getting kicked off 100 thieves might change their roster it's roster mania up in valorant and there's probably a lot more to come soon it's always interesting to me when a player gets benched because when a player, like when you come in with a new player, um, a lot of times you you see that that player is successful and it, like in this case, like Wardell gets dropped, right? Yeah. Who's to say that 100 Thieves wouldn't have kept Bang and, you know, on their temp contracts if Wardell wasn't there? Who knows? But when a player like that gets dropped, then you pick him up. And then you have to start moving the roster, and unfortunately some people get dropped just because that new player plays their position. But when you bench a player with nobody, not nobody in mind, but just yeah. when you say we're looking for a new player and you don't have an immediate replacement, that is you pinpointing the issue in your roster. That's literally saying our best option is to get rid of this player. Yeah. We don't know who's going to come in and replace him, but we know that he is the issue. Yeah, I don't Very know. interesting. Like, yeah. the benching is very interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know how they just go, like, pinpoint one person. They're like, all right, you're out. We don't even know who's going to replace you, but you're you're out. Yeah, like, I mean, it's... Yeah. And now, I don't know Valorant a whole ton, and I don't know either of these players all that well, that's so maybe just, they're That's playing... weird. That's just Maybe they're weird. playing a critical role and like they need better performance out of that role and they're yeah. just not giving it to them. That would be my guess. Yeah, I, I we'll see. The more information should come out, but there's really no information on why or what's the reason yeah. behind this. But hopefully it'll come out more next week or the week before and we can talk about it then. Absolutely. All right, so next up, we're going to talk about some Halo. Some I lo love Halo. Lots of um, news happened with Halo literally today. So all of this mm -hmm. news is freshy, fresh, fresh of this week in esports. So FaZe Nick Merckx tweeted out, Halo Infinite was a flop. Such a shame, too, because the potential was through the roof. Should have incorporated a Battle Royale. Would have been a net plus. More content equals more viewership equals more everything. All ships rise, adapt or die. Rough. And a lot of people agreed with him. And we even talked about it that Halo does need to change something. And they need to change something now. I wasn't really sure if a battle royale is the way to go. But, I mean, if that's where we're heading is every game now has a battle royale version of it. Halo should have jumped on that bad wagon or should have wait, waited to release Forge before releasing yeah. the whole game. You know, it's for me, it's not surprising to hear somebody like Nick Merck say this because yeah. he is a content creator and content right now is based around Battle Royales. So I'm not surprised to see him say that. 
However, I don't fully agree that that is the issue. I think that if Halo would have released multiplayer, a good rank system, kept up with their seasons, and actually like had better content in their store at launch, and released the and released the campaign yeah. as well as co-op campaign all at the same time i don't think halo would be that big of a flop because we know that halo has this huge community but the issue is you staggered the drops from the basics what everybody knows in halo and you staggered those drops so i don't think the br is necessarily the issue i think that that's coming from a more content side i will say and this is skipping on our list a little bit I was surprised to hear Optic Trippy, he spoke out on what he thinks could make Halo better, coming from an HCS pro player and him having BR on his list, which was shocking to me because we see a lot of the COD pros, yeah. not that they hate on Warzone, but they will also admit that like Warzone kind of killed COD multiplayer. So that was interesting to me. Yeah, no, I think it's more just Halo isn't as enticing as even cod multiplayer so you have like this greater of two evils almost and in that tweet he even says like it's not like battle royale was number five on his list of things that need to get fixed like he was talking about there needed to be more transparency forge number two is forge like get forge out there will be content made like we've talked about it to death on this podcast need to get forge out more content anything like just keep pushing out content that he's trippy was complaining about having the same armors and coatings from previous weeks in the shop like you need to have more shit and more enticing shit for them to use and need the anti-cheat sooner need the anti-cheat which brings me to my next point on this week in esports for halo is that we started to hear about anti-cheat rumors from a developer on 343 mm-hmm. there's They said that there is an anti-cheat. It's on the game. It came out at launch, and it's called the Arbiter. Wow. But it's not working like we think a traditional anti-cheat would work. Interesting. It moves a hell of a lot slower. It does not auto-ban anybody. It does not auto-kick anybody that they deem as a cheater. They They make a list, and then a developer or someone else at 343 has to go through all of the footage and figure out if that so it's a long and dreary process which they need to fix and that they've mentioned in their blog that that was coming soon so they're they're going to buff the anti-cheat that they already have and make it more like the anti-cheats we know and love unfortunately i just think that that's a bad move out of 343 like why implement an anti-cheat that's so slow moving when everything today is so quick like it's not like back in the day where hackers were not few and far between but you know you didn't see them all that often like so many people hack you can just quickly turn on a wall hack and then turn it off two seconds later yeah like the anti-cheat has to keep up with these hackers, and the hackers are moving at a very fast pace. Also, as soon as you ban them, they're just going to make a Smurf account and do it again. 
So you can't have this anti-cheat that is taking a while and it goes through this whole, like, it sounds like a paperwork process almost. Yeah. Sounds no, way too slow for one of the, for like a major, <laughs> a major developer. It's anti-cheat in 2007. Like it's yeah. horrible. And it's just like, I don't know how they already had this anti-cheat and thought this was a good idea. But yeah, it seems like fumble. They, they are acknowledging that it's not working, which is good. Good, but late. Yeah, very late and very stupid this for thinking it's going to work. This is the first hearing the, about yeah. this anti-cheat. I mean, like, the pros have been complaining about this since month one. Yeah. So, so if your game's getting hacked that early, clearly this anti-cheat isn't even close to working. Yeah, no. The anti-cheat doesn't work. I don't know where they thought this was going to or even if they even tested it at all. So Who knows? We'll see, but they have acknowledged it. They yep. know they need to fix it. Yep. And a fix is coming. We just don't know how soon. And maybe, it, like, who knows? We probably won't get a fix until the game is completely dead. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, they're moving so slow, it's ridiculous. So we'll have now, to check on that. Luckily for Halo, it's not a game like Call of Duty, which has a one-year cycle. So yeah. although Halo might take a dip in viewership and things like that in the next six months... I don't think Halo will ever truly die because, let's say, and it's not going to take them six months, God forbid, mm-hmm. but let's say in three months they drop, let's say in the next month they drop the anti-cheat, in the next two months they drop Forge, in the next six months they drop a BR, all it takes is one big content creator to try it, and if they fix their game enough where the game is now good again, Halo will be resurrected, and that is the, like, fortunate part of a game like halo versus cod where you're not on a time cycle halo can make a resurrection they just have to start doing it now they have to do it sooner than later and it sounds like they're working towards it yeah but hopefully they can work fast because they got to kansas city major is happening this month at the end of the month same time as the rocker major and announcements from your favorite team version one my my hometown org version one version Um, one how the fuck does minnesota have a team and not chicago i can't i can't all right well but but so v well it's because they're owned by the vikings that's why true but okay uh bears bulls cubs socks blackhawks where are you but um let's not forget about the sky come on now sky i don't wolves what else is there? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so V1 has announced that they are getting into Halo, which is great. And I think this is a really interesting way they're getting into Halo. They're not picking up. I love what they're doing. Yeah. They're not picking up any team that just doesn't have, that's not under an org that's mm-hmm. in Halo right now. They are going a completely different direction. They're going to be hosting full team tryouts and like an entire like series matches against each other to see who wins out and whoever wins that out gets an all expenses paid trip into the open bracket at the Kansas City Major at the end of the month under the V1 branding which I think is so cool and when are we signing this up Palmer awesome. I 
could not agree more. Uh, get our names in the hat. Yeah, this is awesome. They're just hosting basically a tournament, and the winning team gets to go. And I don't think you can do this in all games, but I think Halo is the perfect game to do it mm-hmm. because there's so many teams playing in open brackets. And, I mean, we see it in the pro league of Halo or of HCS. Random teams are popping up all the time that nobody's ever heard of these players. Yeah. So I think this is a great way for V1 to make a team because otherwise they got to go out and they got to watch a team and they're like, oh yeah, we like these guys. No, instead they're literally just saying, come compete and whoever wins, you're our you're our squad. So I love this. I think that it's really fitting for Halo as well. It just seems right in that in that community. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great, and I hope that at the end of this they're actually a really good team comes out and hopefully some of the teams that are are playing against pro players right now or like pro orgs that aren't under an org themselves sign up for this and if they know about this because i version one or just tweeted about it and never talked yeah. about it again so hopefully they get a good team out of this because it's ve- it's very under the radar of what happened mm-hmm. I will say too, it could be a marketing ploy, and and that's not a bad thing. But this could be, you know, a marketing ploy of like, look at us, we're coming to Halo, and then they find their team and they go to Kansas, and like you said, maybe not the top open bracket teams have heard about it because it is just a little under the radar. So then after, you know, the Kansas City major, if their team doesn't do well, then maybe they go pick up a team that is consistently making the pro leagues. I could see that being a thing. Yeah. But I do think that this is a great, like, burst open the doors. Hey, we're coming to Halo. Come play for us. I like it, regardless. Yeah, we'll just have to see on that. And, yeah, that's it for this week in esports. If you have any other uh, points that you want to make, Palmer? No, I mean, I got nothing in the general this week. Um, oh. I will say ah, – I'll, t- I'll touch on one thing that we didn't really talk about, but it's going back to Call of Duty. Um, okay. I believe that Call of Duty Mobile Worlds – had like a two million prize pool or something like that yeah it's cod mobile is a new esport and it's huge dude and they're making some better content than cdl like their skins and things that they're coming out with is like amazing so when cod mobile came out i wholeheartedly was like is this really a thing and now i'm kind of like man i might have jumped the gun on it i've never played it but Seems like what they're doing with their esport is really good. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing this well, but it, COD Mobile is just eons ahead of the CDL, which is it just horrifically embarrassing at this point. It's I think it's because they're not stuck in the old ways. I think true. that Call of Duty has become such a money grab since it's such an old title, whereas COD Mobile started as this very little thing. And the esports side new, is bigger. So it's adaptable. Yeah. The esports side yeah. is the reason why COD Mobile is so big. It's not the, the other only way thing pushing their game yeah. is the competitive side of it. Nobody's like leisurely playing COD Mobile. Or if you are, like it's not serious. Yeah. You're like playing it on the train on the way to work or something. You know, like. I got to start doing that on the L. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Screw listening to the flank. I'm going to be playing COD Mobile. Yeah, I mean, you might need Maybe a bigger phone. Maybe both at the same time. I don't know. I, 
I'm hoping to get one before the major so that I can shoot some some better stuff. And by Ooh. that, I mean I think I'm running to an AT&T store tomorrow. We'll see. Oh, very nice. Let's see. I'm but excited. Anyways. All right. I'll try. I think you. that's all okay. I got. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for this week in esports. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to follow us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Keep it up with the latest news with us. Special thanks to everyone who tuned in. I see a ghost. I see a little pointster. DJ Sticky Feet. Shout out to Colin. You're the boy from Canada that we always love. Love the North. Everybody's from the North, apparently. <laughs> and tune into the live stream next week or the week after when we get back from the Rocker Major. We'll see you next week in This Week in Esports. <laughs>